Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey talk about marketing to specific opportunities of interest when making money isn't a concern. What's up, Nick? Change the brand background mid-video. That's smooth. That's a smooth transition. Um, what's up, Nick? What's up, Eric? How was? Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure not doing the show and having a little break from that as well, and having that angst away. I know that's one thing. Is uh, I always appreciate now the Tuesdays and Thursdays. Actually, if it, <laughs> even though we're working, it feels like a day off. Uh, oh, your question is how did that feel? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you'll see when you take a time off with the family, you kind of just aren't even thinking that you need to be doing anything because you're you're feeding ch- children and chasing yeah, kids yeah, around yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was certainly interested in, especially on Wednesday's show, catching it and under- and seeing where you went with it. And I messaged you. I thought you did a great job with it. Um, it turned into a almost a MCO advisors, Ryan and kind of Corey journey therapy session of just figuring out where we are and what we're up to. Yeah. Um, I like to at least relay, you know, what we're thinking about. I think one of the coolest things that will be about this business is not only what we're doing now, but the fact that we can look back and people watch the whole business grow over two, the last year, two years, where, you know, wherever we are. Um, and I'm always one to, I feel, I guess, overshare and at least run through my thoughts without much of a filter of what's going on. But that's how I feel like I feel like businesses are grown, uh, and it's con- real conversations we have, real progress I feel like we made. So I love, I love sharing that kind of stuff and saying where we are. Uh, it's just something that uh, excites me. I love. I feel like I just love the idea of growing a, a business and um, doing those episodes every once in a while, letting people like where we are. I always take an advantage to do that. It just if you're not there, it's something easily I can riff off and kind of say, here's an update, and give people kind of a behind the scenes real look at at kind of what we're doing when we're building the company. Yeah. And I noticed, I mean, you did a good job, but I noticed you were even considering the difficulty of carrying it alone. And I know that's, that's like hard because you don't get those moments to just put out something and then sit back and let it, let someone else pick it up. Like you just have to keep going. And I I was empathetic to watching you do that, which you did fantastic with. But then I think about the advisors we talked to and we're like, guys go out and put out, you know, live content and, it's not as easy as it sounds. No, and you're and you're you're already competing at a different level when you're by yourself. I think I even got two emails and it was like Ryan did a great job, but maybe on Friday you have a guest. Like people just I, I they love the back and forth and I don't blame them. It's yeah. not just one person rambling the whole time, you know? Like I think you and I, you know, appreciate Gary V. But my favorite episodes of Ask Gary V were his crazy stars that he would have. And you got to learn about them and he would ask good questions. He had great insights. They had great insights. Uh, and I think that's the back and forth you get with this show with guests and all that stuff. I agree. Yeah. How'd it go with Nick? Was he, uh, was he comfortable terrible. in the, no, in the, terrible. In the chair? No, it went really well. Um, Obviously, Nick is awesome. And that episode went to uh, 400, I think, plus. So that was a it did well. Um, It it makes me kick myself so much for not correctly establishing the event for Carl Richards, as I know I stunted like that episode, but we'll do it again someday and it'll, it'll do correctly. But either way, it went really well. Nick really dug into 
his processes and his business. And I feel like the more we talk to him, the more we get to learn and you get to kind of see how he developed, where he came from the bank channel and you hear his story and how long it took him to get where he was. I just think it gives everybody a little bit more insight into the real work it takes and it took somebody like Nick, who everybody sees is so successful here, uh, what it took him to get to where he was and how his business really functions. So always I'm a big fan of that. And that's that's really timely that you that you say that, because I think about a message that Stacy shared, I think, yesterday. And it was just, you know, simple message, four lines of like, you set out to build this and it takes twice as long as you thought it would take. And it's twice as hard as you thought it would be. And it's, you know, that fits into what you're just telling me about what Nick shared uh, on, on Friday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I keep hearing, um, you know, you hear whether, whether it be Gary or somebody else saying like, it's, it takes longer than you think and all that stuff, but man, it, everything really does. It just really does. You yep. think you think a homework assignment's going to take you an hour? You better get started because you're two hours in and you're seventy five percent through, and you're like, "crap!" I didn't realize I had this section. I didn't know. You know, you don't know what you don't know until you get into things. So let's um, truth well, with that. I mean, we got you know some audience. Let's dig into what you want to get into because yeah, I'm, I'm psyched about it. Let's do it. Everybody, get in your. Uh, feel free to get in your questions. Ask Corey how his trip was and what he did, uh, and get in. You know. Let us know. Let here. Here's something I have for everybody before we get into the episode. If you want to throw in a comment, here's something you can throw in. At what point, when you make enough money, are you going to do something else? And what is that thing going to be? Maybe you'll be an advisor forever, but is there a next thing you're looking for? Is it like, okay, I grow this business. I want to grow this one. I'm a person who likes multiple businesses or what? Mull on that for a little bit and feel free to comment if you guys have anything to say. And for you and me, mull, you know, put that in the back of your head and let's answer that question later. Yeah. Individually. Yeah. Yeah. I um I think about that, you know, a lot of myself. I've been thinking about a lot about how my days wanna how I want my days to go versus how much obviously money I need for lifestyle and family and things and playing those balances back and forth. But I've been really big on how I want my day to look. And um, that's something that I think uh, I'm, I'm working towards. And that's something that I noticed too with an, a successful advisor that they've done is work towards what they want their day to look like. And now I feel like that they've reached that success. They're, they're used to making their phone calls or creating the content or running the show or whatever they're doing at their practice. And now they're wondering what the next step is. I feel like we've ran into that at least three times in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, so... Just a little rewind and to give everyone some context, the first time we ran into this, it I was taken aback. Um, Same. It definitely caught me off guard. I messaged you afterwards. I was like, whoa, like, holy shit, that conversation worked me because this person was like, did this, done this, done this, doing that, done this, on that. And I was like, all right, it's Bill. Yeah. What the hell else are we doing yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, since then... The relationship and that conversation has soared, and and we're all learning uh, and doing great things in that in that relationship. But that first uh, hearing that for the first time really caught me off guard. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I I was I was like, I I mean I knew about the advisor world, but I didn't have experience in it. I I was in different places. I didn't go to Morgan Stanley and have here and see managers and different people at different levels. I just knew my world of where I was. 
And I came from a place where very successful advisor, um, but I never met somebody who could look me in the eye and say, I don't need another dollar. So I didn't know what that was like. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I think floored me. And that's what started challenging our planning and marketing that led into, you know, how do we help uh, an advisor who doesn't need money? And how do we do that? Like what's, I mean, if someone asks us that answer, how do you respond to that? I don't mean to put you on the spot. I'm just I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> Brand. Brand is the answer because brand is the answer to opportunity. And that's all you need now because you don't need dollars. And when you get to move at the pace of free, that's extremely fast. Liberating. And when you're you're thinking, I don't need another dollar, all you need to think about is the message that you want to deliver and where you want to be. You know, you're here. Where is it? Do you want to be, do you want your practice to be running on its own? Do you want to just be off a little bit so you can be home? Or do you want to be speaking on stage under lights, talking to thousands of advisors about how you did it? And I would really look at yourself and figure out what you want and what you want that next step to look like. Because I feel like if you're the type who is uh, is has built that successful of a business, you might not be the type who wants to retire or check out. Because that's, that's how you operate. I think that's more common than not. The more people we're talking to and, and the more I'm evolving as a person, I don't think it's what we thought we were 12 and you win the lottery and you're like, I'm just going to go on a beach and build a house and sit there. Like, I don't think that's it. I think you're still fucking hungry yeah. and, and you want to get out there and eat and do more and more. And, you know, I had a conversation last night um, with somebody and it was literally like, if Ryan and I build this thing to the point that it's, met the goals that we set out to 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 achieve like i'm still hungry as shit and i'm gonna want to keep pouring gasoline on this and and what that means is just applying more more people more more activity uh yeah. compounding and, and 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 soaring that's that's literally where my head goes i get excited thinking about it yeah yeah and like i said i want that too i like i like i realize that of course i think i like not working but at the end of the day i get depressed yeah. And I need something to do. So I am better if I fill my day up, but I also like to control that day. So as I've learned all those things about myself, that's how I feel like I'm I'm growing and building in the same way too. It's like, I want to be able to run to training what I want and then run back and like like put out all the fires and, and, and do all the work and run back and everything we have to do. Um, I think you would be bored if you took time off and didn't get back to your phone and have a ton of messages on there. Good things. Yeah. Maybe some bad, but good things mm-hmm. that you had to t- tackle. I think you'd be bored if that wasn't common. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I had this underlying feeling, um, and I don't know, wh- I don't know why, but I always had this underlying feeling that I was sitting around knowing that I had to be doing something all the time. Uh, maybe it's just this angst that I should be, and something about I think a business brings me comfort in that. It's like I always knew I'm supposed to be building something. I just think my operator brain doesn't really shut off, and then even when I'm with my family it's like, it's kind of churning in the background. There's at least one gear running and it's like, you're supposed to be doing something. So sometimes for me running this, putting out content and all that, uh, it means something's happening in the background and I'm hanging out with my family and then I get to come back to the world, but it never okay. stopped, you know? Um, so g- getting, getting back to, getting back to why brand is so important. We talk a lot about money and how to make money. We talked about DMS, you know, we talk about websites and we talk about all this stuff. 
because we want to generate revenue at the end of the day, as we're usually dealing with advisors trying to grow their business. But now we're coming to light of reaching these advisors who don't need another dollar. And our marketing plans are focusing around, you know, what their next step is. And I do find that a lot of advisors have so much to share with younger advisors. The marketing planning uh, speaks a little bit differently, but you're almost around the same topics in a way when you're teaching other advisors or you're honing them in, not as much changes except for the tone and, and maybe how you present yourself and then where you end up, of course, based on that tone mm -hmm. uh, and an opportunity and why we think about doing it this way. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think this industry has done a terrific job at, at throwing a wet blanket on everybody. Like you just stay in your lane, stay put, do your thing, earn your money, uh, do well, grow your business, be successful. Don't cross pollinate and talk to too many other people. It's, and it's not like the industry comes out and says that it's just, that's how it's been built. Like, I don't know why, but we're entering this era of, and I shared a video on it last night, but we're so much tighter and, and the amount of connectivity we have with one another is far greater than it's ever been. And it's only going to increase. Like we're going to be able to continuously touch and reach and, and be connected to people. And I think this opens up the door a lot for the advisors you're talking about. The advisors who've built ridiculously successful businesses, but still have more to give. You know, 20 years ago, where did they go? Like, what did they do? How did they share? How did they get out into the world? They didn't, they kind of played they golf. Did it. They went to events or right. if anything, yeah. And you show up at events and you're, you're right. And you're, and you're, and you're almost forced into retirement unless you're yeah. showing up somewhere. Now you can inspire and, and teach and, and, and have people say, boy, what you said meant so much to me. I hit that roadblock and you got me through it. Yeah. I think people just have to decide what currency they want. And I think when you have money and it makes you feel good and you're growing your business, then that's fine. And then when you're shrugging your shoulders, you need a different currency. You need a, a, a message or you need a comment or a human interaction or something. And that's where, you know, that's where I think brand is so important because while we don't promise people opportunity, it's a lot easier to maybe not promise, but I, I'm, I'm, heavily leaning into telling somebody you're going to have some opportunity marketing in some way. I can't promise somebody will message you and say, Hey, take all my money, but you get a podcast, you get a speech, you get something, you get the opportunity that I always believe leads to money. Um, and if you don't, if you don't need the money, then the opportunities just become endless because people are looking for people like you. And if you're trying to grow your brand, you know, in whatever way you want that the opportunity is there. You know, Ryan, I'm dangerously close to saying coming out and just being on the record, and and I guess I'll just share it. Like this could this could affect MCO Advisors business, but it doesn't. Like I'm, I'm so I can't handle it anymore. Like if you're at a restrictive firm and you cannot grow your brand, like it's it, man. I don't know what else to tell you. Like I think you're you're just you're watching. If you have not built that business yet, I don't know that you will. Yeah. I, I don't know that it will hit where you want it to hit. And and I think that's going to play out faster and faster and faster um, than you thought it might. And yeah. I, I um, unfortunately, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm sorry. I'm even thinking in terms of any firm that restricts, you know, anybody's anybody's itch to move forward or do anything. You know, you're talking about marketing, putting out videos. It could mean running a business. You know what I mean? Like my example, I was like, I'm I'm leaving then. You know what I mean? This is what I do. I'm not dancing around this either. I'm not playing around where I make my money. I was like, I'm going to be over here growing this in front of everybody. I can't be pretending, you know? Yeah. So it's just, 
opportunity is out there. Um, and I'm, I a hundred percent agree with you that this is the time. I think we should all be grabbing whatever that is. Again, I don't want people to think like, you're just going to end up and be Nick Nielsen. You're just going to have floods of people coming through. Maybe that's not your Avenue, but it does lead somewhere. You know, maybe your content, like I said, leads you on stage or puts you on Ellen or something. It's all there is at the end of the day. I know that we're talking about advisors who are successful and they don't need any more money and they've built a business, so they don't need any more. I know that we're this episode's honing in on that, but then you you bring brand into it and brand encompasses all of us. Of course. It's all there is. Like li- like it's it's rewiring everything you've been taught about marketing. Like your personal brand is all there is. It's not about the MCO Advisors brand. It's not about the WW Wealth Management brand. It's not about LPL. It's not about Edward Jones. It's not about Thrivent. It's not about Wells Fargo. It's not about any other firm, Raymond James. It's about you. And if you do not have a brand, eventually you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. You just can't be hard to find. It's c- correct. Like no yeah. one calls LPL and is like, Hi, I'm in one nine four four six. I'd like you to have an advisor call me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, that's I how agree. these. That's how these websites, the corporate websites, are. I, I worked at one of them. I worked at Janny. That's how it was. It was like find your state, find your region, and we'll show you a list of advisors you can call. Like that's not the way the game works. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. One of the one of the reasons I think I also honed in on this topic and thought about it is because people always wonder like why they should spend time posting. And I'm always big on, you know, I started MCO from LinkedIn. So everybody has to understand that why I always talk about opportunity is because of me while we're making money, it's still the first thing I felt was a chance, not necessarily a dollar. So that's why I always tell people that's what it comes with. And that's what your brand gives you the opportunity to do. And that's why you see somebody like Gary who can sell sneakers and then wine and then be a business guy and then you know, go do a podcast and play video games and be all over the place. I mean, your, your brand, I think, allows you to travel. And I think if you don't have to, just because you were an advisor and for 20 years, doesn't mean you have to keep being one even online. Your, your business is going to be fine. Uh, I think sometimes, and the reason I bring that up is because I think sometimes people are afraid that they're not going to represent their business anymore. And they're afraid of doing something they care about, uh, whatever that may be. Uh, the, the, the amount, the adat, audac, aud, audacity, audacity, yes. audacity, 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 AU, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The audacity people have to put, to demonize the terms, posting social media, um, to, to demonize that stuff drives me absolutely crazy. Okay, you're not going to post. Well, what the F else are you going to do? Tell me. You're going to put an ad in the friggin' yellow pages? I don't even know where the, where is the phone book. It hasn't been sent to my house in 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think all effort compounds, right? I would think if you keep doing seminars monthly, right, people would start hearing about them. It may become a thing. Maybe even if you're cold calling, that could possibly become compounding if your list gets big enough, meaning you've talked to enough people, it starts to kind of snowball, I guess, in my sense. But there's nothing else I can think of that you spend a a year doing that you could put effort into that comes out on the other end with the audience or the opportunity that you were looking for, the effort of something you can put into over and over that brings you some type of results as a platform or a spotlight for you to move in whatever direction you were thinking. And I think that's why we hone in so much and and harp on it over and over. 
Yeah, and you're doing a good job pulling me back in. I'm getting like, I haven't been on the show in a few days, so I'm fired up about a few different topics that obviously are pent up inside of there me. There is no topic. That's why the show title changed today. I was dying inside. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, Corey's back. Got to pick a sick show. I actually had an idea on Friday, didn't write it down, and uh, it's gone now. Yeah. So. All right, here's a good Go one on. for you. Um, if anyone follows Philip or Flop, on instagram okay so this guy basically is our age he is a very successful um engineer um and i can only tell that because of his house and the things he has i'm just judging based on what he's put on instagram started following him like three years ago because he was posting how-to videos how to do you know construction stuff um carpentry things and he had no following and it was just he was really good at what he did and he clearly put a lot of time into it. He has a family, but he clearly put a ton of time into doing it. He has over 450,000 followers and he's advertising for Lowe's. He did an advertisement for Claritin on allergies. Like he's doing that will easily become his full-time job and he will no longer be an engineer. That That is my example of the topic of today. Like you're 52, you've made it as a financial advisor, but you love boats. Like that's probably has a really good opportunity to become your new thing. Yeah. And the other thing, obviously those are dramatic examples. And I think people do have those things. They do have, I want to do something completely different, but I also find that advisors are want to stick closely to, but not quite keep just being the advisor anymore. Um, and those, whatever switch you make, big switches, little switches, you know, start with creating content around the things that you care about and start speaking on those things. And depending on your new topic or goal, maybe we would change the platform on you. Maybe we would suggest, uh, I don't know if we would suggest the Facebook or anything. I'm actually going, I'm actually suggesting, uh, I feel like less there just because of the opportunity that LinkedIn is bringing and the more so the lack of opportunity that Facebook brings. Uh, yep. but, you know, I don't know who shared this. Um, all things work. Okay. Everything works. It's just how much money and what what is the trade-off in doing so. So if, if I say you're not posting on LinkedIn, what else are you doing? And your reply is the ad goes in the elementary school newsletter or the back of your kid's soccer jersey through a sponsorship. Terrific. Um, that may work. I'm sure it, it has some impact. No. It's, does it have the impact that the consumable platform has that where I can get context? And I can talk to the people with the titles and the jobs and the, and, and the way I want to talk to them. I think if I see a product that somebody has or a service that really solves my problem, they can definitely hone in. But I also find that a brand makes everything else stickier in terms of ads or whatever else you're doing. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's another thing where I realized that a lot of money is going out and it feels so cold and you're competing in an ad world where people don't know you. And and why the brand is so important is the same reason I say, you know, DMs are, are feel like cold calling. But if you have a brand and somebody's been following you three weeks, then a DM can feel like super friendly. Uh, and I think it changes the tone of what you're doing. And again, I don't want to keep bringing it back of, of, of such honing in on why we do that, but, or, or why brand I think is so important, but it really does answer the it, it answers all the questions. The The difference is executing what brand, the strategy, and how do I do it and all that stuff. But the brand itself of whatever you're looking to be, I feel like is almost the answer all the time. I agree. Look, this is this right here is a piece. This goes WWH Wealth Management on the back of the kid's soccer jersey or in the elementary school newsletter Does does is, is top of mind advertising when they've also seen you somewhere else. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're also showing up to the games and I don't know, you're, yeah, you're if they don't know you, they don't case. know you like great WWH yeah. wealth management means nothing to anyone unless you you're also doing something else to, to be in front of them. And right. that's, you know, right. I mean, think of a new soda company, let's call it Joca-Cola. You see that on the back of a Jersey, it means nothing to you. Right. Until there's context added somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Obviously, we have to talk about context and how important that is. And that's the, no difference here, especially and great example. And I really like your Instagram example that you brought in of how to hone in today. Uh, and I think everybody understands, you know, the, the 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 game is still the same, too. When you're when you're building your brand and not making money, it's still a content game. It's just the message that you put out changes based on your new passion rather than where it was. And you're just taking off your advisor hat and putting on whatever hat you really want to be there. That's something that I think we've been planning a lot more and helping people with. And it's something that's been really fun. And I find it still to be businessy attached to being an advisor and it still fits right in our wheelhouse. And I love helping somebody, you know, find their next new thing. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're an advisor who, you know, doesn't need money anymore, really take some time to think about what you want your your next couple your next two years to look like and how you can get to that next position. I we keep talking about it. I mean, I, you're, most people aren't going to become the next Carl Richards, but that's the thing, right? Like he found something else that he really enjoyed doing while he was doing something he really enjoyed doing and chased it and right. made it work until the other one of them outpaced the original idea. Right, right, right. And the same is like, I feel like Kitsis is a great marketer and helps advisors everywhere, but he's also an amazing advisor as well as Carl, you know, who knows the information able to help people. And it's true. Uh, and I think a lot of people are in that position. There's a lot of advisors out there who want to help. And I saw something cool today, a post from Anthony that he has a sales webinar coming up of teaching um, young guys how to make a cold call or not young guys, just guys like uh, does whatever you came into the industry, whatever age you are, but how to, when you're starting, um, how to make a cold call. And he's clearly like that clearly inspired or um, you know, I don't know if inspires that that's his energy. His energy is teaching people that, you know, clear, we had him on the show talking about it, how to close, how to sell, like, and he's good at it. And that's something that, that he's inspired to, to spread and, and do more with. And I think yeah. that's where this conversation is going. And, and la la last thing I have to say about, about brand would be this, if I had to hone in and stay with Ruffalo as well, look at uh, Ruffalo started working with Zach. All he did was come on the show and then he said he was hiring somebody and he got videos and he got resumes and he got calls from really qualified people. So when he was ready to pull the trigger and take his business to the next level so he could figure out where he was going, he had this brand to sit on and he pulled in talent right away. He didn't have to go to Upwork or Indeed or, you know, start calling around, say, anybody know anybody? You have a cousin who's in school who's coming out and I got to train this kid who doesn't know jack crap about anything. And it's just. I swear, uh, I do. <laughs> I think jack crap is funnier. And I don't think I've ever said it before either. Because it's not a term. <laughs> it's, 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 it is now. Uh, that's actually the worst cuss you can say, by the way. No, but I, the, but again, it's, it's just, it just goes to show what it can do. That that was the opportunity that maybe he didn't even know he needed a couple of years ago when he's making Truthful Mutual and he's and he's adding to talking. He's looking at his camera, talking to advisors. He's also talking to people and bringing in clients, but he's also bringing in talent 
Like if you can do both with your message, that just goes to show what content can do and how you can speak multiple messages. So everybody should feel confident being known as, as multiple things as whatever you want to be in the guy who does triathlons and the guy who's also a financial advisor. And like you said, a guy who maybe loves fishing and he's all about fishing, but you know, he has to do this. Well, like use guys you're watching, use yourselves as examples. You might not be ready. You know, you're not ready right now possibly to bring on a junior, but you would love to have the brand that people are asking to join. Right. And I would love the same thing. Ryan and I would like nothing more than an inbox full of YouTubers saying, I, here's my portfolio. I would love to work for you guys. It would make life easy. Yeah. Completely agree. Completely agree, man. Cool. Um, I feel like, uh, I, I feel like I'll, I'll be going through the, through the internet and having trouble picking topics for the shows. So I've, I was, I was fumbling around because I'm like, all right, what are general marketing topics and can I, how can I hone it in? And I think why I came up with today, at least having a topic was I honed back in on our situations. And I think each night I'm going to have to sit down and start writing some ideas of what do we see every day and what do we deal with? Uh, and what do our, what do our, you know, what are our members saying this week um, to generate, you know, some of these topics? That's usually how I get my fuel, but I was, uh, I was struggling this morning, but I feel I like the show went well. The- you know, let's talk about the people who are like, I, I want to put out social media content twice a week. All right. Well, twice is better than zero, but why two? Yeah. You know, let, there's all sorts of different things that we run into. You got it, um, Justin. There's, the there's shout out. Shout out was for you. <laughs> there's sideline. Um, you know, there's a lot of people on those sidelines watching, afraid yeah. to jump in the pool. They jump in, their engagement doesn't go anywhere. And then mm-hmm. they're, they feel they beat, they're beaten down by it. So mm-hmm. fair enough. We should go back and forth on some different topics. Um, but you know, we can always go back on stuff cause I think that's healthy too. And, and, um, you know, recycle some of the old, older stuff. Yep. Completely agree. I completely agree. Um, actually that would be a really good idea is to scroll back and, uh, man, we should find some edits from those first episodes. That would be fun. That's at least something that has to happen. (laughs) You said this. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, great. I had no idea what I was talking about. Uh, But that's all the time. So cool. Appreciate you guys uh, sticking around. I guess we'll go off the record for a little bit and then uh, go from there. But I appreciate you guys watching watching the show. You have any comments? You have any questions? You know, we're always here. Shoot us a message. Um, or or comment below and tag us if it's after the fact, just to make sure that we sh- we see it. I don't believe LinkedIn alerts comments for lives at all because I never see it. So make sure you tag us um, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. After the fact, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's after yeah. the fact and you happen to be watching this still, just make sure if you're commenting, you're always tagging us, or I don't go back and look. Maybe I should go back and at least give LinkedIn's it some got effort. some work to do. I um, too. Sure does. Sure does thought of something uh one i'm like honestly i'm so sick of convincing like it's just if 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 we have to convince i'm done i'm out like i'm out i think where this episode really came from is i realized who we're talking to and it's not um it's it's upper obviously somebody growing who's like they're at least the personality that wants to keep growing. They don't necessarily need more money, but they're still in growth mode. 
You know what I mean? And then there's somebody who doesn't need money anymore, who still wants to brand and do something. They want their business to, they want their business of hard work that they built from here to show to the world. And then that's the brand that we're building. Maybe they don't even want a second job. They just want their business to show on social media the way they know it is when they're sitting in the conference room. Yeah. And I I think that's a giant opportunity. That's a giant opportunity. And that is my favorite thing to do because those are the people who not only have the money to pay us, but they have the money to execute. They're in such a position to spend money on their own marketing because if your last dollar is coming to us, then everything else you have to do is time sensitive. Yes. You're just and time measured. You're, 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 you're being overly careful, which I respect. I get it. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think, I think we're, I think we're finding we're for a bunch of different people, but we're figuring out our, our wheelhouse too and, and, and where we sit. And the other thing I'll say is as we've grown, our biggest opportunities have come from those individuals. And us speaking on people who say they don't need money anymore. That's who we're working with the most because they're the ones who need, they want the brand and they want the stage and the opportunity. They want this to show. They want everything to, to look better. They said, I don't, I don't need money anymore. This is, this is like about brand. This is about pride. This is about my, this is about how people feel about me. And I want to make sure that that is something that's powerful. And that's what we're working on. That's fun. Yeah. I love that. Um, another side note from a conversation I had, um, just over text last night was when I left the wealth management side of the business, the asset management side, the wholesale side, you know, the whole, everyone there joked that you guys, you advisors didn't know your ass from your head. Like you guys were the, the, were the problem as far as marketing goes, you guys were the old fat, you know, the, the watching the stock market guy, right. I don't, I don't have time for marketing and you know, nine thirty to four every day. Um, <laughs> What I've learned over the last 12 months is advisors actually see the world much more clearly than, than that world or than that world does. The asset managers are, they're robots. They're stuck. They're duplicates of one another. It's all the same. Every shop's the exact same. Every 40 internals are the same. Every 40 marketers are the same. The whole thing's the same. Advisors aren't as old as their firms are. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, you have somebody who, I mean, you have Keith, who's, I don't know when he picked up, I mean, I guess he he had his broadcasting thing in uh, broadcasting, whatever, um, in college, but he's, you know, a master, master editor in his 50s or 60s, or the hell old Keith is. I don't want to, I don't want to offend him. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to pick he's on him. He's probably in his 50s. That's but that's, yeah, but sure. that was my, but that was my, you know, that's. Um, but, and, and if anything, the only thing that's going to hold him back is LPL. It's going to be restrictive of him. Uh, not, nothing of his own unknown of his own doing is going to be holding him back, you know, from, from technology or mindset. I mean, he's, you know, I don't want to, again, put him in hot no, water, but he, he's, he's somebody who could have millions of followers on TikTok, and he might've just leaned in that way if he didn't have to battle over it. So, yeah. It's just the behavior is like Keith is on social security <laughs> advisors see the world so much, uh, like, so much more clearly than than I thought they did, and that the yeah. asset management world pretends that they do. Like, it's it's the asset managers that need the most help, which is kind of the point. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, we we find ourselves creeping into your old world in the That's way wild. of people yeah. being like, "Hey, <laughs> come back!" Like, we still need marketing. <laughs> yeah, you it's know? crazy. Um, 
Anthony, while we're uh, sitting here chatting, why don't you give everybody a little heads up about your about your Zoom and what you're going to be teaching? I think it was pretty clear in the list there, but uh, why don't you give everybody the rundown while they're in here about what's what's going to happen and how awesome it's going to be? Um, can't think of anybody else I'd want to learn sales from, honestly. Uh, where the hell was I going to go with that? Um, what was the last thing you just said, Corey? Where did you? I was just, just talking about the asset management world and how yeah, yeah, our message goes almost farther there than it does in the advisor world. It's old, old industries. It's just these, these, these tortoise moving industries. And I realize that what's nice about the asset manager world is that you have the money, but wherever's money, money is slow. It's so slow. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the bigger you are the more capable you are of bringing in money and the slower you make decisions and move things around. And it just, you know, things just don't change quick enough. Um, and I, and I feel bad for everybody, you know, who's stuck in that. It's one of the things that I love about, uh, I, Oh, one of the things I, um, one of the things I love about doing this and doing MCO is this, the relentless speed I can move at, you know, yeah. it's just, that's, that's one of the things that, that I needed. I, I literally needed that. I knew I would be the type, no matter what I was doing as an advisor, I needed to have a side job and it wasn't going to be cutting lawns or something like that, that. They let me do or landscaping like I used to do on the weekends. Like I needed to have a business I was running and I couldn't have somebody say, hey, how many hours are you spending on this? You can only have X amount of hours. And by the way, you can't be titled that you have to be titled this, you know, something like that. Yeah, that's, I mean, speed's the key. That's the thing. It's not about the industry. Even the industry makes it worse. Yeah. But it's, it's the size. Once you get to a certain size, you can't move as quickly. Yeah. But I think that's why people are looking at us, whether advisor world, asset manager world, is because they see how we how quickly we can evolve and, and pivot and, and how we can bring, I guess, the real life into their business. They, they don't feel like they have the chance to bring. It's, it's something about us coming from the outside source or coming from the outside and helping and saying like, look, we need to shake things up. And then that that's the only time it seems when people are are really changing. And I, I think we could, you know, change a few, a few, a little bit of the asset manager world in the same way as the advisor world and the mindset that people are running with getting into some of those companies from the top and really changing how they're marketing. Imagine their opportunity with all the money they have. I think we will. I think we are creeping into that because I know, I mean, just, I know how broken that thing is. Yeah. Um, Yeah, man. Why? Why is that? I mean, I say money's old, it's slow. Like, but what's the, what's the real problem? What's the incentive to change it? Yeah. I guess it would just be more money. And if you have money, then no, it's not that it's there's, there's right. You gotta, you, layer up the jobs right so no one wants someone like us to come in there and say that the cmo and all the senior leaders in marketing have done a shit job they they don't want that that's not healthy for their well the cmo doesn't right (laughs) but yeah yeah you're right and (laughs) and i guess they're gonna block the shit out of you in at the door yeah no these guys these are they're not compliant okay (laughs) that's the first thing they'll try to do to keep you out but i think one of the who will find is got to be somebody like minded who at least says, hey, we have a team and we're really capable of executing and we're doing a few things well, but we know we're not doing what we're supposed to be. What's that next step look like? That's the middle level asset manager who either their CMO left or they fired them or they don't have somewhat figurehead in place at the moment. And they say, we know it's broken. We need it fixed. That's the that's the firm. It's not. 
Invesco's never calling and saying no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, not not my expectation. <laughs> not my expectation. There's I too agree. many jobs on the line. It, yeah. It's it's yes. It's got to be somebody small enough to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are they're out there. We don't need to be spending time spitting in the ocean. Nope. Yep. They're they're out there. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I, That's going to be an interesting journey, and I think as much as I've learned on the advisor journey, you're going to learn on that side. Yep. So guys, obviously we'll be here on Wednesday for you uh, with another great show. We have, who do we have this Friday? I think Thomas Koppelman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas Koppelman. That'll be awesome. Uh, Focusing in on millennials and has an awesome newsletter. And I think also Instagram, as I I thought I saw him say. Maybe I'm crossing people. I'm not sure. At least I know him very well. I know him well for the newsletter. And of course, you know, we're big on newsletters. So I'm excited to see how that's going. I was was actually big on uh, a a newsletter as a refinement tool and not a lead generation tool. I'm excited for Thomas to be able to prove me wrong and tell me, no, Ryan, I'm actually gaining clients, millennial clients off of using my email newsletter. And uh, if he tells us that, and we dig in and that's accurate. That's awesome. I, I want it to be, I want to be wrong. I want more opportunity in the world. So I want to be wrong. Yep. So that'll be, that'll be a really fun show. Wednesday will just be us, which will be, uh, which will also be awesome. Uh, and, <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know what that, I don't know what that topic is yet. You guys let us know what you want Wednesday to be. What do you want us to focus on? And then we will do that for you. Of course, maybe um, throwing this in. So Anthony, um, has his doing a doing a financial sales within context of a repeatable system. Oh, cool! He's sharing his sales system, which I think he said was seven different steps, and every week he's going to be teaching a different one. So, uh, roughly sixteen to twenty people DM'd already to sign up. That's awesome. That's awesome. So go to Anthony's page and check him out to see what he's doing with that Zoom and see him see, sign up for that if you want to learn a few things about sales. No, I said buy it. Apple. So this is this is into leans in exactly what we talked about. Anthony, you missed the first part of the show, but this is it. Like you've created a brand. Ryan brought this whole thing up that allows you to have an audience to do something like this. And in 10 years, you look back and you're not even an advisor anymore. You're just a teacher. You're yeah. teaching people how to be better salespeople. How you're teaching advisors how to be better salespeople. Like that's the world that you could be, that's what your job could be. And that's crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have at least, at least reflect on the fact of why you look up to certain advisors and realize the only thing they did different from you is make a lot more content. Yep. You just, <laughs> you just, you just know them better. That's crazy. I mean, there's talent involved, but yeah, of course, there's always talent. Don't forget, you might suck. You might just suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a definite thing, and it's probably it's probably the thing to be honest. Uh, Anthony will get into that in his sales about how that's a how good topic for are. us to talk about. We talk about content so much. And then yeah. like, maybe we should talk about, I mean, we have, we've brushed on it, but like if your content sucks, like putting out more of it's not going to do any good. Yes. That's really good because I think, and that's, what's hard though, right? We're always trying to, especially when you're doing LinkedIn posts, you probably have one solid message. Like you can't say everything about marketing at once. So you're talking about consistency. You're talking about this. And it's true. We talk about doing it a lot. One of the things about consistency, I would say though, is that it should refine your message. And if you find it's not, then I find that individual's cutting corners. And that's somebody I'm not looking to convince. 
if you're true in what you're trying to do, I feel like your message should naturally refine with effort. And you could always ask for help, obviously, working with MCO, getting guidance. But I believe that anybody, if you're putting out a post every single day, you should start to realize what the other end wants and then build off of that. If you're always thinking about the other end, that you, you can't really build a wrong business. It just might not be as good because of skill, but it'll always be the right direction. Yeah, no, that's fair. Agreed. Agreed. Cool. See cool. you guys. Let's, let's take this off offline so you and I can get some work done. See you guys on Wednesday. <clears throat> you know, it was cool uh, when Nick was here. I actually did a real show intro. I was like, hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Advisor to Advisor. And I was like, and I was thinking as I was doing it, and I was like, why don't I do this all the time? I feel like it should be. I mean, we do our intro, but it should. We should show it up a little bit. It should be a little more showy. Yeah, I'm down with that. Versus just showing up here and just going. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. Before we before we back out, the market determines what content sucks and what doesn't. If you put out enough content to enough people, eventually you won't suck because it is being consumed by people that identify. You'll find your tribe. Yeah, that's what you just said. That's good. That's a good point too, is that maybe, maybe, and I think if I could hone in on uh, Anthony's point, it's that content that one person likes, somebody will eventually now maybe not bad financial content that's wrong but you know i i, I think that's that's a good point too but finding your channel man we our brand is a channel that's just what yeah. i was saying last night like your channel you're either gonna and you're, you're gonna be one of the channels and you're gonna have an audience and yeah. and people it's just which channel are you going to be yeah completely agree and we're leaving cool thank you for listening we hope that you find value in this show we hope that you find value in MCO Advisors. You finding success means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon.